0: Bearcats. I, I love the Bearcats. I like Luke Fickle. He brings the table. I like Bearcats. Lock in mid post. Great spin move. Reverse. Oh. and It's good for Victor Lock and what a move. Looked like Bill Walton out there. On back to throw. Looking, scrambling, passes intercepted at the goal line. The Bearcats have the football. Sauce Gardner picking off the pass as Cincinnati denies Notre Dame in the red zone. Diving on the floor to grab it is Oguama. Bounces it for Locken. Fires ahead to Adams-Woods. Julius for three. Good! Cincinnati has scored 17 straight. Double tight ends in for Cincinnati. Ritter will hand it off. Jerome
1: Ford bouncing it to the left. There he goes, to the 30, pulling away like Secretariat at the Belmont. Touchdown, Bearcats, as Jerome Ford
0: takes it to the house to give
1: Cincinnati a three-score lead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Go Bearcats podcast. As always, I am your host, Brandon. And right from the jump, I am with a returning guest. He's a dignitary, actually, on behalf of all of Bearcats fans everywhere. He is the councilman, Joe Barnett. Joe, welcome in, man.
0: Happy to be here. It was an awesome weekend. Ready to talk some Bearcats football, baby?
1: Let's do it. I know it's it's been a it's only been about 24 hours since we've seen each other. We we were at the uh, the Republic of Cincinnati tailgate that they generously put on for the spring game, and it was quite the turnout. What do you what do you think of the the tailgate for a spring game?
0: Oh, I was pumped up big time. I've been wanting to have a tailgate for a spring game for a long time. Weather was perfect. There was no excuses. No way that game was getting canceled this year. Turnout was great at the Republic of Cincinnati. Thanks, Mike Gilotti, for putting on a sweet tailgate as always. And uh, thanks to the university for allowing us to loiter on their property for a couple hours before the spring game.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it was prime time location, prime time location, literally just, what, 50, 70 feet from the gate. So, uh, Good luck getting that as a tailgate spot during the season but man it was a hell of a spot for for the spring game for sure.
0: yeah they said uh, don't count on that ever again and uh, oh probably a good thing because we were literally right under uh, President Pinto's window and we know how he feels about uh, beverages so
1: true. Well, well, we'll take what we can get when we can get it, I guess. Joe, we got an interesting uh, show for for everyone tuning in here uh, tonight or this week, whenever you're going to listen to it. Uh, we were both at the spring game. We were both tailgating there. Uh, we saw some interesting things at, at the tailgate. So what we're going to do with this episode is we'll, we'll kind of weave in and out of the, the spring game and, and what we saw there uh, on Saturday. But sort of as we do that, we each have five bold predictions for the football team for this upcoming season, just based off based off of what 15 practices and a spring game. Uh, I know you attended a a practice. Uh, We were both at the spring game. So we don't have a ton of of information or a large sample size to go off of, but we have enough where we feel that we can give the people each five bold predictions. And I'm excited to, to run down this list with you.
0: I think the people are going to love it.
1: Good stuff. All right. I know I'm excited for it. You know, if you listen to the podcast, though, before we get into, you know, the meat and potatoes of the episode, it's always time for a beer. Joe, since you're the guest, I'll ask you first, what are you sipping on this evening?
0: Tonight, I am cracking into a fresh can of Esoteric Brewing Odyssey, a hazy New England IPA, six and a half percent alcohol, brewed in Walnut Hills pretty good
1: very nice i, I know that you can uh, you can get that at uh, uc basketball games at least uh as they they have a booth at, uh, at nippert during the season too i think that they do but i'm not for sure
0: they had a cart last year i think um okay. kind of under the south east uh corner of the stadium okay. i'd imagine right. they'll be back i think they're actually kind of a sponsor quote unquote because i their ads in the basketball arena
1: it's good to know. I, I, I'm i kind of uh, on, on theme with you here. I went th- with the hazy myself. I went with juicy truth, not just a, a 12 ounce can, can, but uh, a whole 19.2 fluid ounces can. So uh, a, a big beer here. Uh, actually the first time I had this, I didn't think I was a fan of it. And as I've tried it again and again, it's, it's growing on me. So I'll, I'll drink this one available now. Juicy truth from Ryan I'll say it's a banger now too. Cheers, cheers. Joe, tell me about tell me about uh, what you thought of the spring game. I know it was the it was a little bit more of a open practice field at, towards the beginning than I sort of expected. Uh, but just you know, off the top, what were some of your take, takeaways from watching the team in uh, like position drills and then the scrimmage as well?
0: So, first thing I want to say is, I was actually really surprised by the overall presentation uh, that the athletic department put on. You know, they had that uh, little hype video leading into the actual scrimmage portion and sideline reports. They had former players. So, I thought that was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I do know from fan council that they've been really excited about the opportunity of having a spring game. So, I thought that was really cool. Um, I mentioned this on the Slangin podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, but when you look at like the position drills, there's no wasted time when they're Mm -hmm. on the field. Like everyone is working; they know everyone knows where they need to be. It's it's fast paced, but it seems like the guys are are still loose and still having a good time. But they're, you know, they're working hard and and getting the work in. So. Uh, that's the one thing I'll say about like the position drills that I like is it seems like they're uh, they got good pace, good tempo and no wasted movement.
1: Uh, I, I mean, I'll definitely agree with you for the, the whole production of, of the thing. They had the, uh, the family zone or the kid zone over um, what's like, what's that like O varsity way shake. That, that's it. That's what I was thinking of. So uh, I walked over there before everything started and there was a, a good crowd still, uh as you know the practice portion was getting started you know, the the Republic of Cincinnati tailgate was plenty of people there, and you know people in the stands that came out to see this thing was you know not bad for a spring game, especially the way i it's been a, a minute since I've been to a spring game, but uh definitely more people there than I had remembered in the past, so that's it's good to see people coming out to support it, and then that you see responding with with plenty of stuff for people of all ages to do as well all good to see
0: yeah i'd say that's probably the highest attended spring game they've had uh in a long long time even the one they had in 2021 wasn't anywhere near what they had at this one so i think that's a good sign of things to come
1: absolutely hopefully carry that into into the fall here um where do you want to where do you want you want to Tell tell me about the what you noticed from on field though. Give me let's 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 talk about you know what uh, what some of your takeaways were from from player personnel plays being made, uh, plays being called, any anything in that arena. What you what you take away from that side of things?
0: Offensively, you can see that we're going to be running the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed a lot of different looks, uh, jet sweeps. Motion, option plays, stretch plays, you know, I think it's very evident that they know that they have a pretty good core of players in the running back room and they're going to rely heavily on them. Defensively, uh, I think it's going to be as expected. We watched, you know, some of Brian Brown's defense in the Fenway Bowl. They attack holes hard. They play aggressive. You know, it's going to be a lot different than it's been the past couple of years where I feel like you could trust the secondary the past few years and, you know, the front six or front seven was pretty susceptible to giving up running plays and, you know, they were getting pressure, but, you know, on the run front, they weren't very strong and I think they're going to be a lot better defending the run. So I'm excited about that.
1: I think uh, that's music to to Bearcats fans ears certainly have had our, our trouble stopping the run. Um, you know, and then you brought up, brought up the, the running back room. I mean, that's probably one of the deepest rooms that we have right now, I would say. And uh, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to uh, Satterfield's uh, press conference after, the, after the scrimmage or the spring game. Uh, and he said, if, you know, if they had a game today, it would be running back by committee. And I, I would guess, you know, what, April, that's true today, and I think that'll probably be true for most of the season just because of the depth that we have at running back.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at Louisville last year, I think they ran the ball over 30 times a game. And at this level, you you don't want to run a running back out 30 times a game. And if you've got the players, you know, you give each of those guys 10 to 12 reps. You give three core guys 10 to 12 and then maybe uh, a trick play here and there to somebody else. And it's going to make a pretty big difference. So fresh legs always win. So I think that's exciting.
1: So what? Uh, how about wide receivers? I know wide receivers, we are down to. I don't. I not that many. I don't know how many we have on the roster right now. I know that they were talking about after the game, there was one one guy running the slot that I don't think he came out of any rep of the entire spring game just because they didn't have the numbers to uh, you know to sub in for him. So overall, I know uh, we still need some transfers, and as the transfer portal is open again, uh, what or kids are free to jump in it right now. What, uh, what's your takeaways from the guys running routes and catching balls?
0: I think Wiggins and uh, Donovan Ollie are going to be pretty solid uh, starting receivers. I liked what I saw from Barry Jackson and Same. Chris Scott has been you know around here for a while. Uh, I really liked what I saw from Sterling Burkhalter yesterday. He's a transfer from North Carolina A&T. I think he made some big plays in the spring game yesterday. I think he kind of locked himself into that rotation. But I think we only have uh, after today when – who was it when the portal? Uh,
1: Marcus Peterson.
0: Marcus Peterson. I think we actually only have five scholarship wide receivers right now. So we literally can't run a five wide set technically as it stands right now.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's not good. We, we definitely got to be on the lookout. Some of those uh, signee alerts, whatever, those tweets that the staff put out on Twitter, hopefully will be uh, more geared toward wide receivers signing out of the out of the portal here soon. Uh, you know, uh, not a wide receiver, but a guy that caught the ball well on Saturday, uh, tied in Peyton Singletary, I thought looked really good. I think he caught a, a touchdown pass from both Emory Jones and – Ben Bryant and uh, could be a big target, especially with the way this seemed like the play calling was going to be. Uh, Looks, I mean, definitely could be another like red zone threat like we've had since, you know, I don't know. It seems like forever now.
0: Yeah, I think I saw Singletary take a few snaps in like that H-back role too in the uh, pistol offense. Uh, And I will tell you that I am still going to be a huge fan of Shaman Mateer. Yes. I know at the practice I was at, he was playing wide receiver because they didn't have enough wide receivers. So I think when they get the roster filled up and he can get back into uh, his normal role, I think he's going to have a big season this year.
1: I hope so. I'm a big fan of that guy. Uh, someone we've already talked about on the podcast here in the offseason, so definitely want to look out for him uh, going forward as well um Of course, I mean the the hot topic will be Joe the the quarterback race. You know, I think we've already heard a, a ton about it, and I mean, all eyes will be on that as they head into uh, camp higher ground in at the end of summer. What do you uh, do? You think would you give the edge to to Jones or Bryant, or where do you think that sits at the end of the spring game?
0: I think in the practice I watched, Bryant did look a lot better. Uh, But in the spring game, I think Emery stepped up and maybe that's just and I think he even made a comment about this, about kind of like being a gamer. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
0: you know, when the lights come on, you know, he stepped up. Man, I just Ben Bryant's been such a polarizing guy over his two stints at UC and nobody expected him back this early. You know, everyone thought Mm -hmm. he was just here to get rehabbed and off the portal he goes and here we are another Ben Bryant quarterback battle. So I think they would have liked to have it wrapped up and, you know, been able to give one of those guys the, the nod and say, you know, if you don't want to stick around, you know, feel free to go look around, but I think they're going to be at it in the fall again. I
1: I think you, everything you said, I a hundred percent agree with, you know, reports have been practice. It's been kind of been Bryant with the edge. Uh, I, I thought the offense seemed to run, uh, Smoother and quicker when Jones was in was in getting snaps on Saturday, uh, and I mean he, at I mean you know it was it was no contact or it wasn't full go for the, for the guys in the green jerseys, but you know when he, a couple times when he took off, uh, I know he I think he took one in from like thirty yards at one point. Uh, it, the offense just seemed to flow a little bit better at times when Jones was in there. But I think you're right. I think you know week two of higher ground and maybe even going into the first first game. And I don't know how Satterfield does things. We all know how Fickle did. Uh, but I don't I don't really expect a QB1 to be named anytime soon.
0: Not unless uh, one of those guys kind of sees the writing on the wall and makes a move on their own. But I think they're both going to get a fair shake in the fall. And uh, I'd agree with what you said. I think the offense did look a little more crisp when Emery was there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, you know, when you look at a high tempo run offense emory seems like he'd be the guy but you know if ben's the better quarterback satterfield is going to have to change his uh, system a little bit so it'll definitely be interesting to see it's going to be a good first test uh with him and the fan base to see how he responds to this battle
1: It definitely will um you know like after the game, it was kind of cool. Uh, they let fans on to Nippert, and you know, got to like meet and greet with the players and some of the coaches that were hanging around there. I, I, Jones was the first guy I went up to and talked to for a second. Uh, of course, I had to ask, you know, who he most was looking forward to playing in the Big Twelve, and I thought it was interesting that right away he said Oklahoma State because he has it's a it'll be a revenge game for him at arizona state last year where he was i guess they lost it was a close game maybe like a, a touchdown or something so he's kind of got that one circled and uh wants to get his revenge against the uh, the cowboys so i thought that was uh interesting choice and he like he was ready for the question uh so that was kind of cool he's a cool dude down to earth and it was that was a, another wrinkle the fans got to uh experience at the spring game going down on the field and talking to some of the players so i don't know i'm 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 kind of sold right now on on uh, Emory Jones, and I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I've been wrong before, but uh, right now, if I what I saw, if I had to pick, I, I would probably pick him. Another quarterback, though, Joe, that made a lot of waves on, on Saturday is uh, maybe a lesser-known freshman with a very unique last name. Some of them, some people have already. You know, dubbed him Lord Drogosh, House of Bearcat, first of his name. And uh, tell us what you what you thought about this kid. Uh, I got a former four star recruit that was a guy that came in under Fickle, but he, I mean, he looks like he could be the one for the future.
0: So he was originally a fickle recruit, but Satterfeld did keep him in the fold. So we got to give him the uh, proper credit for that. Absolutely, but. Um, you know, I watched some of his, his game from when he was in high school and, and he was a stud. And I will say out of all the quarterbacks that I watched at the practice a couple weeks ago, and, you know, kind of in warmups, he has by far the best mechanics in the quarterback room. I think he throws a great ball and, uh, I haven't gotten to see his athleticism at, at Cincinnati, um, he did take a couple runs in the spring game that I thought mm-hmm. was, was really good. And he looked, you know, pretty elusive out there.
1: Yeah. He was full go as well. That, that's if you weren't there at the game, that's, that might be important to, to note. He, he was full contact. He, he didn't have a green Jersey on. He was, if, if he took off, he could get hit.
0: Yeah. He was the only quarterback that was full contact and he got popped a couple times and got right back up. So I think that was good for him to get some live action. But, yeah, I think you look at Drogosh and you're seeing, you know, the future at the quarterback position.
1: I agree. Um, I met him as well. He was, he was a cool kid. Uh, he, I mean, he looks like he's about, I don't know, 15 years old. So cool to meet him. And, and what he did on the field, definitely impressive. Definitely uh, keep an eye on him going forward uh, because he could be – he could lead us to the promised land in the future.
0: I think Satterfeld uh, said in his post-game press conference he's put on 21 pounds since he came to UC, which is pretty damn. astonishing.
1: I would say so, yeah. I mean, right I now. put
0: on 21 pounds when I got to UC in my first couple months, too, but it's probably <laughs> not the way he did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Might have been a little different. That's, that's good stuff. Uh, Joe, anyone else you want to sort of highlight here from the spring game? Uh, you know, I mean, one thing that I kind of saw as well is because uh, you mentioned uh, drugosh taking some hits. I thought the defense came out and one they played they played well, uh, forced some. I know they had at least one takeaway, an interception, uh, but they they laid the wood on some guys from the offensive side of the ball. I know there was like a touchdown catch that should have been easy money. And I don't know who it was came over and popped the guy and he dropped it, but the whole stadium went, Ooh, like, cause it was a big hit. There were definitely big hits on the defensive side of things, uh, Saturday as well.
0: Yeah. I think that was DJ Taylor that came in on that, on that big hit. Um, I think defensively I feel pretty good. Um, like I kind of mentioned before, I think the the front six or front seven is going to be really strong. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard when you've got the Godfather in the middle. you got Malik Van, who maybe made some questionable comments.
1: Uh, you have, to check, to, you have and, to check out the Discord to read those. have to check out the Discord.
0: And big Jawan Briggs up front. And then, uh, you know, I, I really liked what I saw out of Daniel Greziak You know, he started the game with a strip sack. So I think that's always that's what I was optimistic. And uh, when I saw him in practice, I was like, they saw Ivan Pace and they went and found a guy that looked like Ivan Pace.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you can get a guy like that, that's I mean, you get that guy. Ivan Pace is an absolute monster. Excited to see where he lands at the end of the month in the NFL draft.
0: Absolutely.
1: Joe, let's let, let's let's get into this these bold predictions because well, this is kind of a, kind of a, a unique part of the the podcast here. I've never I've never done this before, but I thought uh, this might be a, a good wrinkle for us here, and we, we can weave in and out of the spring game and, and sort of back up our bold predictions with what we saw or or what we know. Uh, you just for transparency here, you've seen my five, just so I you could get an idea as to where my thought process was for this, but I have not seen your five yet. Uh, You can, I don't know. I didn't rank mine in in any way, shape or form. I just wrote them down as I thought of them. Do you, uh, you want to lead us off and give us your first bold prediction for the Bearcats first season in the big 12?
0: My first bold prediction is that we're going to see two quarterbacks play meaningful time this season and we're going to see a third get some run early on.
1: You have uh, certain quarterbacks in mind, or is that just, just leaving it sort of uh, open like that?
0: So I think uh, Emory and Ben are probably going to end up not necessarily splitting time, uh, but I think it's foolish to think that either one of them makes it through a full season without getting dinged up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I do think that there is potential, you know, if we get down big, maybe they put in Ben to try and get some downfield threat, uh, that kind of thing. But I think the Lord is going to get some play early on. I think that's why he was full contact in the spring game, because they want him to get used to taking hits in college so he doesn't fumble when we play Eastern Kentucky.
1: All right, I like that. I-, I like it a lot. Good stuff here. You know, I will. I will stay on on the quarterback side of things as well. Uh, a little different from you, though. My, my first bold prediction is that Emory Jones will be quarterback one. Uh, whether it's, I- I'll say for Eastern Kentucky for the, the first game, I think Emory Jones will be our, our QB one going into the season. And, and whether he gets you know knocked around a bit, that's one thing. But after what I saw on Saturday. I'd be confident with him leading the offense onto the field year one into the Big 12.
0: I think that's a, I think that's a great call. I think uh, it is a bit bold because, you know, Ben just doesn't go away. It's true. But, but I like it. I'm excited to see how this shakes out through camp higher ground.
1: Absolutely. Hit, hit us with the, the second one, Joe. I'm, I'm, like I said, I haven't heard yours yet, so I'm excited to, to hear what you're bringing to the table tonight.
0: So this one – this one goes back to my, my slang and days a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm blocked on Twitter by MyJ Sanders,
1: <laughs> And uh, it, yes. hurt,
0: it hurts me for, for some rude things I said after the, the Memphis game in 2019. But I think Daniel Graziak's going to be the pass rusher that we all thought he was going to be a couple years ago. And I think he gets double-digit sacks this season.
1: All right, what so what leads you to believe that? That's I mean that's maybe not a a huge name when you think of the the d line. You already brought up the like the big three, you know Briggs Van and um, Dante. So so what what makes you uh, throw his name in there now?
0: I really liked what I saw from him in practice. I liked what I saw from him in the spring game. and historically he's been a pretty good pass rusher. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of stalling here as I pull it up, but he had 13 tackles for loss and eight and a half sacks last season at Utah State. So I think he's going to get to double digit sacks next year. I think he's going to be their pass rushing specialist, kind of like uh, Ivan was past year.
1: Yeah, I'll st- I'll stay on on this theme for you here as well. For my second, I'm going to say. The, the Bearcats defense will be top three in the Big 12 year one, anchored by that defensive line and the, uh, the play calling style of our defensive coordinator. I think the, the big guys up front will lead us to a top three ranking or in whatever category you may see. I'm going to say top three defense overall in the Big 12 year one.
0: I love it. I do love it. I think uh, I think they are going to give up some big plays. I think they're going to be susceptible in yards, but I think kind of like UC's been in the past, you're going to get in the red zone and it's going to be a black zone.
1: Mm-hmm. Ben, don't break. Yep, absolutely. So I, think,
0: I think that's a great prediction. All
1: right, hit us. Hit us with number three.
0: Number three is that. U.C. is going to march in to the stadium formerly known as Heinz Field and smash the Pittsburgh Panthers to start their season three two and zero.
1: All right, that's that, that's 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 a, a kind of a bold prediction. You know, right off the top of my head, I can't necessarily remember how great of a year Pitt had last year. Uh, I know West Virginia gave him a pretty good game in the in the backyard brawl, but uh, that that for me, I think that. I'm not very confident in that game right now. Why, why do you think uh, – what makes you so confident?
0: I think the Saddie daddy knows he needs to make a statement as we go into the Big 12, so he's going to march in to Pittsburgh and stomp the Panthers, go into Miami cruising, and then be ready for the Sooners in our first Big 12 game.
1: I would love that. I think you know. I think we could. uh, We could not that we need to, but I think some some West Virginia fans, some Big Twelve fans, would certainly uh, be all for UC taking down Pitt uh, before we jump into conference play. So might might be a a good way to make some friends on Twitter before we jump into you know wanting to uh, get at each other's throats a little bit. I'd be all for that. I would love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a different direction here from you now, Joe. This one, our our first sort of. One that's not necessarily on the same page, but I'm going to say out of the four newcomers to to the Big 12, my third bold prediction is UC will finish with the best overall record of those new schools. We'll have a better overall record than BYU, Houston, and Central Florida.
0: You know, it's going to be hard for Central Florida to have a better record than us when they're going to lose to us this season. So
1: That's true. And I mean,
0: we're all we all thank them for that.
1: I was trying to tra- take a drink of beer while you said that and I almost spit it out everywhere. Oh, <laughs> we, we certainly thank them for all that they've done. Yeah, they'll especially be in the, for, they'll for be us. In the
0: mentions for sure, because there's nothing to do while you're working the late shift at the holiday end. But read Twitter and watch other teams podcasts. That's
1: uh, I think that's, that's either that or smoke bath salts and rob a 7
0: Florida <laughs> but, uh, man
1: exactly who who knows what they're who knows what they're doing down there uh I, I, I like that bold prediction I, I'm, I'm fairly confident that that we'll do we'll we'll finish with a better record th- than the other guys hit us hit us with your fourth one Joe what do you what do you got on deck for us now
0: the ch- leading receiver this season is not currently on the roster
1: oh that's I don't even know if that's a bold prediction at this point. We only, what'd you say? We have five, not even five of them, right? So I, that's, I mean, that's, someone's got to want to come and, and catch some footballs for the Bearcats, right? I mean, there's plenty of production to be, to be had if you're in the transfer portal. I, I like that pick a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I do really like Wiggins. I do think he has that potential, but he does have an injury history. So I don't think he goes through a season without getting dinged up so that's going to hold them back. And, and I really like Ollie, too, but I think, you know, the, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away, and there's going to be some big wide receivers that didn't like how they were treated in the spring, and they're going to be looking for a move. And you look at Cincinnati and you say, why not me?
1: Love it. I mean, certainly got quarterbacks that can get in the ball and plenty of playing time available, so I like that. A whole lot. Uh, my fourth bold prediction is: I am going to say, well, one, whoever made our Big Twelve schedule this year, uh, we really got to thank them because that they 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 did us some favors. I am not going to lie, uh, and I'll talk more about that in my last pick. But for for number four here, I am going to say that the Cincinnati Bearcats will be four and one on the road this season.
0: Ooh, that is, so, that is bold.
1: That's bold. New
0: conference and four road wins.
1: I'm gonna say. I'm to say for uh, Pittsburgh. You know, that's that's sort of like I said. That that one for me. I'm not that confident yet. But if you look down the road schedule for the Bearcats right now, uh, I like our chances. I, I I mean just as it sits right now I like our chances I'll talk more about the schedule with my fifth pick tell give give us your last one Joe my
0: final bold prediction is that we will finish the season in the top
1: 25 oh finish the season in the top 25 there I mean wh- that's you blew my mind with that one but I like it I mean if if we go four and one on the road and my next Bold prediction is even close to being correct. I think your your fifth one will be will be very correct. Top twenty five. I love it. That'd be a great. That'd be a great way to sort of settle some of the Satterfield, not naysayers, but Satterfield. We'll call them nervous Nellies. I th- right? I think
0: that's a great way to look at it. I mean, there there's a lot of you know, hesitation, I guess is a good way to put it because, you know, we just came off the the hottest streak in, in Bearcat football history. And, you know, this guy wasn't on anyone's radar when the coaching search started and he's not a big, like, you know, he's just, he's the opposite of fickle basically. And, uh, you know, there is some reasons for some hesitation there. But I, I actually really like Satterfeld. I think he's going to be a solid coach. And uh, I think he will quiet the uh, the voices in the back of the room this year.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so let me, let me hit you with my, with my fifth bold prediction. Last one, Joe. Uh, so the, our road schedule this year – we're at Pitt, we talked about that. We're at BYU. That could be tough. I mean, that's there's some things to take into consideration there. We are at Oklahoma State. Uh, they're a, a solid name, but their their program is in a little distress right now for a couple of different things. We're at Houston. I, I don't believe that Houston's going to beat us until they actually do in football. And maybe our toughest Arguably, our toughest road game at West Virginia. All right, so that's that's our, our away slate. However, neither home nor away, we do not see Texas. Arguably, a Big Twelve favorite this year. We don't always. see te-
0: Texas is always back. Always back.
1: They they might actually be back this year, but I'm, I'm not going to put any money on it. Although they certainly uh, they certainly believe that they are. Horns down. Horns, down, horns down, horns no, down. Not doing anything with the video yet, but that would have been that would have been clutch if if we were going to throw this on YouTube. That's M- maybe coming in the weeks.
0: Fifteen yard penalty.
1: Exactly. We, we would have we just started out with negative yards in the Big Twelve. Uh, we don't see TCU right. They they just played for a national championship, even though they got dog walked by Georgia. And we do not see Kansas State, who actually beat TCU in the Big Twelve championship game. So. Arguably the three best teams in the conference. We don't see them. I'm going to say, because of a weak road schedule, that will allow the Bearcats to be in the mix for the Big 12 championship game year one.
0: Oh boy. That will quiet the naysayers for sure.
1: Oh, I mean, to quote a Bearcat legend, 100% hundred uh, quiet quiet the, hundreds, quiet the hundreds, naysayers 100 100 uh, percent so I mean well, I think together we have 10 very bold predictions off of a very short spring practice schedule and, and spring game I'm excited to see if, if any of these pan out I certainly hope that they do what uh what, what are your feelings on these 10 bold predictions?
0: Four and one on the road is uh, is a toughie.
1: Uh, yes.
0: I mean, we saw what happened last time we played at BYU. The greatest UC tweet of all time came out after that game, if you recall, from Max Morrison. Because he got a concussion in the game, and he said, I just got knocked out by a 25-year-old virgin who's never had <laughs> Mountain Dew. And it was screen oh. grabbed, deleted, but it lives in infamy. And, we uh, might
1: need to circle that for a, for a throwback Thursday, circle that one back around. Sure. That's priceless.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, I think Satterfeld is smart enough to know, unlike uh, he who shall not be named that you do need to train for the elevation at BYU. Um, but I do, I do like our chances at Pittsburgh. I like our chances at West Virginia, two games that I'm planning on attending this year um the one that i think is going to be really rough is uh oklahoma state because that's their homecoming game okay and apparently oklahoma state's homecoming is rowdy you
1: yeah, know that's that's a good note i i did not re- i did not realize that going in i'm i'm, I'm sticking with the predictions though yeah, damn it
0: stick with it yeah
1: hell back yeah down. no that's way not now it's too late too late what
0: that's not what the cats Color social club does we don't back absolutely down not bold predictions
1: it's certainly not what the Go Beer Cats podcast does because I do very little editing on this thing, so it's too late now. It's yeah. it's in the books.
0: It's booked. Book it. Yes.
1: Joe, I got one last thing here for you. It kind of goes along with, with bold predictions. Um, s- something that, well, we'll just say this. If you had to guess, give a prediction, if you could be the mind, inside the mind, of the Vegas line makers... Could you make a prediction, uh, a real prediction here, about where Vegas will will put the over/under win total for the Bearcats this coming season?
0: I think they're going to put it at five and a half. Personally,
1: five and a half. I That's, Think
0: we're gonna crush it, baby.
1: I think I think you're you're about right. I in my mind, I'm I was thinking even maybe like four and a half because people i think there are a lot of uh satterfield doubters out there so i you know four and a half five and a half we're 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 in that we're close in our in our thought process here i I think that is where we will land and of course i mean if it's if it's either of those two numbers i'm smashing the over
0: for sure yeah I i think this team is bowl eligible for sure Uh, And it's going to be awesome going to like a legitimate bowl game instead of going to the Wasabi Fenway Bowl.
1: That was, that was a train wreck in, in so many different ways. Well, let's not get into that. Let, let's let's leave it how it is, Joe. I certainly appreciate your time. It, it was good seeing you at the tailgate. We will certainly have you back on. Uh, I know you, got, you always do great work with our, uh, our friends over at Cincy Slagan. Uh, you know, Once they're uh, back and on it and produce a new episode, be sure to check them out, as well as the guys over at Viva La Cats, uh, all under the Catscaller Social Club umbrella so joe i I certainly appreciate you having on or having you come on uh i know this is what our third second or third time having you on so uh two more and you and you get the the gold jacket like on snl or or whatever it may be so uh certainly appreciate it we'll have you back on in the near future man
0: awesome thanks for having me go cats
1: as always cheers and go bearcats